<laughs> That's true, but I've told you a million times. I ain't doing it. We, uh, for all y'all that remember, that for our regular listeners here will remember Trilly. Sometimes we call him Trilly. Uh, he committed to coming on this endurance paddle trip that we've got lined up, 137 miles. And he said if we get him a boat, he would be there. And now he's refusing to go on it now. What, really, why are you... I, I do want to know why are you refusing to go on the trip? It's it's very similar to, to mountain biking. Paddling is. Have you ever done anything like this before? I have paddled in a boat, but not like... No, not at all like that. I mean, I haven't done 137... You haven't either done 137 miles. He ain't that's trying the, to back out either. That's well, the adventure of it, though. You know what? I'm not trying to back out either because I never actually committed... It's on the podcast recorded. Um, I would. Who thought? Anybody listening? Did you think I was being serious? I'm a jokester. I'm a joker. I mean, that's why they call. I, well, I, I'm, if I'm, you wanna, if you I'm wanna, truly, I'm I'm a joker. If you want I, that to wasn't discredit serious. sin and call it joking, if you want, I mean, just say it. I'm a liar. Just say that. I mean, I didn't lie. You said you was gonna do something. Now you said you ain't. That's lying in its from purest the, form. From the very beginning, I said, nope, I ain't doing that. Chad was like, well, don't you think this paddle trip's a good idea? I said, no. Sounds awful. I was counting on you to catch an alligator. You're, I think you are you might be the one that's crazy enough to catch a live alligator Well, so that we could eat it for dinner one night. You're going to have to do it now. Well, hey. Y'all gonna go hungry then? I don't People know. Gonna what, rely on that? I don't know what to say. I think it's gonna be a grand adventure. Oh, y'all gonna have? I fun. think it's gonna be challenging. I can't believe you're not going. Y'all are gonna have lots of fun. Well, guys, welcome back to the Three of Seven podcast. We're gonna talk about some. We're gonna talk about today. Well, I don't know what we'll end up talking about. What's on my mind is what what it means to be full, whole, and healthy. Because I was asked that question, and so we'll dig into that in just here in just a little bit. I want to thank you guys so much for uh, sharing the podcast. Well, first for listening. Um, the rest of you guys that have decided to share the podcast, I want to thank you for that because it helps us tremendously uh, grow the show, and that's what we the show has to grow if we're if we're going to do it because. It takes a lot of time to put the podcast on, and um, we at least like to see it pay for itself. So we appreciate you guys that that do share the show, and uh, we especially appreciate you guys that support us on Patreon. It means a lot. We love the community that we have over on Patreon, and uh, eventually we'll be transitioning a lot of uh, a lot of those members. Uh, hopefully, come over to the app. That we're that we have in the works right now. I got a lot of cool ideas for the app. I can't wait to see that thing come alive. But of course, I want to read a review that someone left us on the iTunes podcast thing here on the iPhone. <laughs> These reviews, you guys ask me. I'm sure a lot of you guys are wondering why I asked you to leave the show a review on iTunes, and a lot of you guys have done it. And it's because it helps bump the show up. Um, in the in the rankings 
And it gives the show credibility, too, for people that are looking for whatever, a fitness or Christ Center podcast, whatever you want to call the 307 podcast. So here's a review. I haven't even read it yet. This is a brand new one from Jimmy, G-E-M-M-E, 5, Jimmy 5. Thanks, thanks for leaving this, brother. Uh, the message coming from this podcast is like a voice crying in the wilderness. I am so grateful to have found 307 podcast, and I've been listening for over a year now. That's awesome, man. There's no one else in this wild world of podcasting except Chad, Chili, Blake, and PN. That's Pastor Nathan for you guys that haven't met PN, who consistently let drop solid, accurate, and often uncomfortable truth bombs. These podcast conversations disrupt comfort and apathy, challenge fears and facades, and are usually delivered with a mixture of humility and humorous bravado that always entertains, and sometimes it makes me want to bang their heads together. Subscribe, you won't be disappointed. Jimmy, that's a that's a really in-depth review, man. And uh, brother, I just want to thank you for writing that to us. It encourages me greatly. And I think the whole team here is encouraged by those yeah. those statements. It means a lot for us to be able to see that it's actually the show's actually making an impact and making a difference in people's lives. So just wanted to say thanks. Well yeah, so I was asked today by me and Brooke, we have we do marriage counseling. So we get, go see our man, Jeremy, down here in town. And a lot of times there's not an agenda. A lot of times we just sit down and talk about whatever comes up. And it's not always just about marriage. So Jeremy, we'll have him on the show here probably within the next few weeks. I talked about to him about it today. But he's a really sharp guy. But he asked me a question. As we were just, Brooke and I were trying to assess where we were in life, of um, if you could put an, a percentage on, like, on your life, where you are in life, as far as a percentage on your capacity, uh, as far as your potential goes, maybe, or how you're feeling about your life, what's the percentage from zero to 100? And then, of course, we were like, well, what, what, what are you using? Like what wickets are you are you looking at? Aspects of your life are you looking at to be able to determine that number? And he said, "Well, the three that that I that I've always thought of is: Are you full? How how full are you? How healthy are you? And how whole are you?" And I thought, "Well, that's interesting. I have an idea what my life would look like to be full, healthy, and whole." Maybe maybe I don't have a picture of what that would look like at a hundred percent, but I I think I know what it would what the best case scenario would be. But you break that down, and you ask yourself where what percentage are you at when it comes to being full, healthy, and whole. And I think if you make an honest assessment with yourself, uh, you may not be operating at the percentage that you want to be. And for me, just today, I said, well, I feel like I'm at about 60%. And I think that caught them off guard. Like, dang, only 60%? You're taking all those things into account? So what do you need to do to, to raise that? And... What what do you guys think? Where would you what today? Where would you be? Well, I mean that's a pretty 
pretty big question. So Brooke could Brooke couldn't answer it either. For some reason, I could. I, I it was easy. It was an easy question for me to answer. I don't like putting percentages on things. Well, that's just because you're lame. Well, I am very. So you're but, saying you're at you're operating at sixty percent of your potential or capabilities. Is that no, just just the co- complete. If I looked at the completeness of my life, how full am I? How healthy am I? And how do I do I feel whole? Like at, like wholeness being all aspects of my life, really being complete. You know what I mean? Like so. Of the red, if you go forty more percent, you'll be redlining, or no? If I, don't I get it, the sixty, I don't get it either. It, so a hundred percent would be com- like you're completely satisfied, satiated, content, you, content, like, content in a good way, right? With like all aspects of your life. So all right. So if no, you, I mean, if, if I think, I think I'm stretched a little thin. And everything that I'm doing, so I think that what I, I don't know how you figure the percentage, but I think me as one person am stretched thin in everything that I do. I feel like I probably don't give enough time to any one thing because I'm giving too much time to a bunch of different things. I don't know how to put a percentage on it or think of it in a different way, but that's just what I think. What percentages, I think that percentage changes for me on the daily, and I think it could even shift within a day. But the first thing that I wanted to talk about is that fullness. Like, what does that actually mean? And what's going on, man? Blake's Blake's messed up the podcast machine here. You you paired your phone to it, getting all your alerts. What were the three aspects? Full, Full, healthy, and complete. And whole. Yeah. Full, healthy, and whole. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know, man. It just really resonated with me. It may not resonate with you guys at all, but when I put myself at 60%, the reason reason I don't feel like I'm really, say, 90% full, healthy, and whole one of the big issues for me is in that category of fullness. And I have a clear picture of what that means to me. What that means to me is how much am I giving versus how much am I receiving or doing for myself? And so that's one of the categories that I, Blake called it stretch thin, that's that's one of the categories that fullness that keeps me from rating myself at a at a higher percentage of essentially completeness because it seems as if the what we what I do specifically within the body of 307 project it requires me to give a lot of myself mentally and emotionally directly to other people. So like everything that I do is whether it's a speaking engagement, whether that's online or virtual, whether it's in in instructing, whether it's just taking a phone call, it seems like 
everyone I'm around or talking to from outside people, right? They're, I'm there to talk to them or to give something to them or they want something from me. Whether it's a story or a principle or advice or whatever it is. So that's where that's where I feel the deficit. And I feel like I'm always giving, giving, giving of myself, which is a wonderful gift to be able to have something that other people value, right? Like how how awesome is it that people want to hire you to come and teach them or speak to them, right? But that takes a lot out of me, and I don't feel like I recoup what I give. I don't feel like I, I make the investment back into myself on a regular basis to recoup that, whether it's doing something for myself or it's receiving something from somebody else that's going to help fill me up. Well, what fills you up? And make me full. But what? So that's a good, that's a good question. Um I, in my mind, when do I feel the most full is like hunting is a big one, like taking time, like a block of time to, because that's so, for me, I love it so much and it's, it's, uh, it's time for me where nobody else is bothering me and I'm so honed in and focused. So hunting is one, um, I think for, for me, the paddling trip, that's what that is for me. It's an opportunity for me to fill myself back up. Uh, I think in some ways running does that for me, but I think I think running does it on a very small level. Like running has just become what I do. You know what I mean? Yes. It's it doesn't necessarily fill me back up anymore. Um, so I need to come up with that. Like, what are the things that fill me up? I mean, the top, the top of the list, the first thing that comes to my head is during hunting season, man, during deer season where when times that I get selfish and I'm doing what I want to do with no other agenda and, and literally not caring what other people outside of that activity want from me yeah i can literally just say i don't care i'm doing this for me because it's what i love to do i need to come up with more things like that man well what do other people do for you that fill you up i mean is there things that people say or do to you or for you that fill you up so to speak well, you know, that's something, too, that um, when I think about recouping that energy, that lost energy, or, or when I get a little low myself, it's usually the way, that I, the way that I think about recuperating that is doing things for myself. It's um, as far as what other people do for me to fill me up that's a really hard dynamic for me man because anytime anytime i'm engaging another person it's it's almost like it's either detracting 
from my fullness or or it's just good conversation but it's not really filling me up i'm staying pretty level it may be contributing to my knowledge or or helping me identify ways to get better but which, like brooke well, is there anything there's nothing she does for you that's just like fills you up more like that you appreciate more like I think of for me, like if I'm just tired of doing something and somebody comes along and just tells me that like either they appreciate it or how it has made a difference for them or how it's helping them, then I'm like, oh man, I'm burnt out on it doing this, but I could do it for another, another however long now because now I see the difference that it's making and they've told me that. So like I'm not seeking out encouragement from anybody, but I'm just saying like words, people telling me, that something has made a difference or that I'm doing a good job, that fills me up. That does help me too. Like like that review that we just read. Yeah. Um from uh from Jimmy. Like, yeah, that does help fill me up. So that's a good point, man. But and it's different for everybody. Like for some people, it's uh, like maybe it's like uh they appreciate like a, a gift. Like, you know, we talked to uh, Stephanie and she's like, you know, the the gift that you receive is just like the the thought of it, just say, hey, here's this I got for you. I appreciate you. And, and people appreciate that much more than they do, like, just a thank you or, hey, this is making a difference. But To me, you this is an impossible conversation to have if you don't define what fullness is and then later what wholeness is and what healthy is. Like, full, I mean, you kind of said what you think of it as, but and maybe that's just I'm having a hard time with it because I kind of view it a little different. But – what y'all are talking about is more to me like how you recharge, like whether you're introverted or extroverted. Like Chad, yeah. like Chad basically talks about how when he goes and, and meets all those people, they always want something from him or something, you know, and it like it's kind of draining. It, and that's like, very unnatural for me yeah, to be in that situation. Like it, it, it drains him. And then like when he can, then if he could just go and, and stay in the woods and hunt for a couple of weeks or months or what, or forever, he would feel recharged you know yeah and then yeah. like could go back out he still may not want to if it's not his personality but then could go back out and and have that done from him okay his battery's low again so he goes back and can hunt for a while and then uh, you know but like to call that fullness in the in, in the way you framed it initially see i didn't hear what what's his name jeremy yeah how he framed it but it almost sounds like that fullness would be you could actually be full of lot with life or the aspects of life and and be drained like maybe it's fulfilled I, I think that's really what it what what how I picture it and maybe that's just a difference in how we're uh, perceiving it but like I'm the same way as you I'm exhausted after that two week trip we took and all the interactions we had and everything but at the same time I was full in the way that I'm thinking of it because of all those interactions like they were they were positive you know I think we people made a difference in my attitude about things hopefully we made a difference in people's lives I think we God was using us to make an impact you know so in that way I was full but I was exhausted like I, I wanted time to myself yeah. I don't know I think there's different things but part of that's just how you define certain things I don't know um, but if you want to 
if you're looking at fullness in terms of just your ability, like your energy levels almost. It's almost a selfish thing. Like when I, when I say full, when I'm full, I'm more willing to contribute to other people. When I, like we did on, like yeah. we did on our trip out West. That sounds to me though, like what, what is not being full look like? I picture lacking something. So maybe it is lacking the ability to give somebody your full that, self. That's what not being full looks like I, to me. I don't know. It is it's it, it looks like to me an 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 unwillingness to pour into other people. That's when I that's when yeah. I know that that like I'm not full. So like <clears throat> that that's how I gauge it. I'll give you an example of this. Just the other day, I Kat was doing whatever with Blakely, and me and Joe were home, and I turn on the Disney channel. She's snacking, so we're just going to watch a show or whatever. And when I'm, I'm looking through there, they've got these categories of movies that you can watch or browse or whatever. And so one of them is just for, like, it. it's inspired by black people. That's the category. The other one is for female leaders, there's one that's short films and it's for uh it like it's got it's for the lesbian and gays it, in that short and so they've got all these different and it and it aggravated me because that that's so easily accessible to the kids and then also yeah I mean just that's a whole nother rabbit hole but anyways I got aggravated with it and at that point I wasn't full in that moment because I couldn't have went and poured into someone else because I that aggravated me but just a couple hours later how messaged me something about something that Justin shared with him that impacted him and how he got to share that with the people in his community at his hometown and just how kind of how God worked in that and how three of seven was a part of it, how I was a part of it. And that filled me back up and I could have immediately went and shared that good news and helped someone else out. So that's on a micro level. You know, I think there's a big, I mean, there's certainly bigger times like for you where you're drained because of this long weekend, but even in day-to-day things, you let little things aggravate you and detract from that, then you're not able to pour into someone else because you're letting that thing aggravate you and you're not going to give your full self to someone else to help them or benefit them. Well, when you say the term pour into, it makes me think of a cup, which is often used in the Bible as a symbol, like, yeah, and, and it, like what I thought of initially, as soon as I heard this, is lacking something if you're not full. Well, yeah, like your cup is halfway full, you are lacking the rest of the way, and then you can't pour into people like you would if it was full. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know. This is something I need to work on, and through this conversation, I'm I, and I'm going to tell you in Scripture how this came to me here in just a second, but through this conversation, I'm realizing that we should each identify what it is, the question Blake asked me initially, what is it that fills you up? Because like Blake receiving that message from Hal, as awesome as that is, it wouldn't have filled me up. Mm-hmm. It, would have en- it would have encouraged me that what we are doing is the right thing to do. Um, and maybe it would have, it pr- probably, I say it wouldn't have filled me up. It would have put something extra in my tank. Yeah. So it would have raised my tank level a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it ain't gonna raise my tank level like a week in the in the deer stand yeah. hunting deer. So it's like that's something I think 
that's important for all of us. And Jesus, in my mind, he knew he knew when he needed to fill himself up. And just in in a short few pages here in Matthew, and and I'm talking I'm speaking here on such a my life, such a small scale to what Jesus experienced during his ministry, but there are so many points here just in a few pages in the book of Matthew where it says Jesus uh, sent the multitudes away. Mm-hmm. He sent them away and he departed into some quiet place or some wilderness. Here's, here's one right here in Matthew chapter 14, verse 13. Um, when Jesus heard of it, speaking of the beheading of John the Baptist, when Jesus heard of it, he departed by a ship into a deserted place apart. And when the people heard of it, they followed him. But uh, it goes on to say he was moved with compassion towards them. And once they followed him and he then turned to heal their sick and speak to them. But once he was done... He turned away. He sent the multitudes away and departed into a quiet place. It's like he had the perfect picture of being full, being whole, um, being healthy, being complete, right? And so in his ministry, I think there are certain moments in time where we can say, Jesus had this multitude in front of him. Why didn't he just keep... Why didn't he just stay there 24-7, healing the sick, preaching the gospel, uh, sharing these parables with them, teaching them? Like, why did he ever stop? It was because, like, there were certain points where he, I, I assume he said, okay, I need to, uh, you guys need to go away. I need to go out here into the, into the woods and spend some time with my creator Jesus was God, but in in with my father, yeah, with my father, yeah, the father, the father, yeah, filling myself back up, yeah. So like there, for me, finding that balance of when is when is the time for me to say, hey guys, I gotta, I gotta send the multitudes, whatever the multitude is for us, it may mm-hmm. just be a few people. I gotta say no. I got to send them away, and I got to retreat to a deserted place. Yeah, I mean, and, and fill myself back up. You know what I mean? Me and all of my metaphors, I think like a rechargeable battery, right? It it you put it in a say a flashlight, and it does its job until it's out, and then it's. I mean, it can stay with the flashlight, but it's of no use to it anymore, and it has to be taken out and returned to the charger, and filled back up. And then it can go back and, and do its job again with the flashlights, whereas the flashlight is the people or the audience you're speaking to, you're the battery. And the charger would be God. You know, I, if I digest that story I just told, really the message Hal shared with me, it, it helped me, but it really what helped me was that I saw the, uh, the evidence of God working and using us, and that is what encouraged me to say, you know, if I if I don't like what I what was draining me, then I need to do what I'm doing now and do good to change that 
so that it's not an issue anymore. Yeah. So, and I don't know if any of you guys listening struggle with this, or if you guys are listening and you've identified the things that fill you up, shoot us a message and let us know what that is, because I want to I want to hear what people, how people recharge and how it's different for everybody. Um, and have you ever had a problem in business if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner saying no to opportunities because you simply feel like you're not in a like if you feel like you're not in a place where you can give the best of yourself to your team members to the people that are seeking something from you have you had a problem saying no to those opportunities i have it it it, it it's almost like to me this entrepreneurship this business this ministry whatever you call it it's almost like uh, we'll use another metaphor like the river we're going to go paddle. The easiest route is just to keep saying yes and go with the flow. That always seems like the easiest route. The river's flowing in a certain direction and you just keep saying yes and you just keep going with that flow. But, you know, I think in a sense, it's good to back up at some times and say, well, what about the quality versus the quantity? Yes, I can I can say yes next year to 50 speaking engagements and we can make a whole lot of money. But am I going to be full enough running on that schedule saying yes to that many things to be able to deliver the quality that I believe uh, uh, the quality, the standard that I yeah. that I want to uphold. Well, that's what would detract from you. Wouldn't live up to the standard you have set for yourself, and that's going to further. And so then there's no longevity in that. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm guilty of it, man. I, I'm I'm guilty of even when I feel like, man, should I travel and go do this? engagement or this thing man it's it's gonna really help the business out um should i do it i'm guilty of always saying yes let's do it it mean it means a whether it's a significant amount of money or impact or opportunity um when i think there are times and there will be times in the future where i should recognize the fact that man i don't feel very full right now I don't feel very willing to go and perform this task or hold the standard and give the quality that people expect. So I just need to back off and and go somewhere to fill myself up. I need to turn the multitudes away, Mm -hmm. in a sense, as as we speak to Scripture, um, and and go and recharge myself, man. Well, and it's just as much your team's job to identify what fills you up as it is yours. Because sometimes it's hard for us to identify that. And if you do and you say, hey, this is what I I like, this is what helps me, if your team hasn't identified that yet, then then they're not going to be filling you up because even if you tell them, they don't really understand it. So, I mean, there's a a book. It's kind of, I mean, it's all right. Some people like it, some don't. But it's it's about love languages. And essentially it just says that everybody – receives love and feels appreciated in different ways like some 
people is through words, some is through gifts, some is through affection. So it's all different, but it goes beyond like your spouse. It could be with your teammate. It could be with your kids, be with people at, at work. Like what fills them up is, is essentially what the book talks about and how people receive it in different ways. So identifying that within your team, within your family, whoever you're working with or around, is just as much your responsibility as it is them to identify their own. So what I'm saying is, I mean, I know you like to be alone, but aside from that, if I sat and thought about it, I could probably figure it out, but I've never really considered it. So that is something that I can do to help the team out better. Then it's the whole burden is not on you to figure that out for yourself, you know? I think the other dynamic of that too, Blake, that yes, we can help each other better in that way by by identifying that in each other i think the other dynamic as a team and in business that you have to decide at certain points is like is this the right time to continue growing yeah and i had this conversation with you yesterday and i said man we'll make enough money this month that we won't we legitimately financially we could ride out the, the rest of the year. Well, you, you didn't think about taxes. Well, <laughs> well maybe the last two months, <laughs> we've made enough money yeah. that we could ride out the rest of the year and really just have no obligations if we didn't want to. And, guys, when I say that, I want you to understand we're not banking millions of bucks <laughs> over here. We're saying we could ride out the rest of the year with our lifestyles, yeah, you know, living the way that we live um, and sustaining that, right? You can't answer that question of should I go do this speaking engagement? Should we continue to grow in this rate without f- having your goals in the the frame? Like, should you go do this speaking engagement? Well, what's what's your overall goal? I mean, if you've like already met the goal, well, then no. But if you haven't and it's going to help you get there and you're able to to perform the task, then yes, you should. I mean, like, to me, that's just a funny question to ask if you don't have a specific goal in mind. Like, like should I do X, Y, or Z? Well, what's what's the point? I mean, what are you trying to achieve? You have to, you have to know what you're trying to accomplish to know if you should do it or not. Well, that's a... But- yeah, I mean, I, I get that, but I, I feel like that's a very, that's a very vague thing in the business that we're in. Because, well, that, like, what is your what? Is, you ask me what my goal is. It's to like, is to. Oh, you. It may be vague, but it doesn't have to be. You could have a very specific goal. Yeah, I guess you could. I mean, maybe well, we, we don't have that. May, yeah, I mean, well, it depends on how specific you want to get with the goal. But the overall goal is to change people's lives and point them to Jesus and that will never be fulfilled. So that That's goal it. is never achieved. So you have to measure that and say, can I achieve the standard by, by what I'm, I don't want to say feeling, but no, how I, mean, I am right now, with me. can I achieve yeah. that standard by doing this engagement? And, and but the, the goals never filled. It's, it's well, just, but, but, that's the hard part because it's like with, with the business we're in, it, it's not like, okay, my goal is to sell a million dollars of real estate this year. And once you hit that goal, you say, okay, I hit it. I'm good, right? 
but since the goal that we that we've set at least in the ministry aspect of it, we we don't have any financial goals really mm-hmm. i mean none um uh so like the ministry aspect of what drives us it is just the perpetual thing that you're going to be trying or well, trying to build upon throughout your entire life well play that out okay the goal is to is to share Jesus with people. I mean, just that, that's probably the simplest way to put it. Okay? We've got a speaking engagement that we could either do or not do. Will this help us give us that opportunity? Almost every time, the answer is going to be yes to that. So then, are you able to do it and not have so much taken from you that we're going to miss the next opportunity or the next one? And like you talked about, longevity. I think that's just how you have to frame it every time. Yeah, and it can be vague goal kind. Of, I mean, that's not really vague. It's just hard to actually accomplish. Well, like, you can never. There's no it. limit yeah. on you know. Yeah, but. that's what makes it tough because when you talk about sharing, the, like traveling around and sharing the gospel, it's like every opportunity that comes up. Could I go do it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what's maximizing it? What's maximizing it? Yeah, what is that? What is that? Yeah, that's that's the tough part, and that's the part where, at some point, I got I got to figure that out, and at least put some structure. My life right now, as far as, as far as like scheduling or, or this recharging aspect of of life that we're talking about, there's really no structure to it. Mm-mm. Uh, it, there isn't, man. And I'm not a structure person. Like I would, I would go crazy if I lived by like a hour by hour sc- schedule. Like I don't want that. But I think there needs to be at some point a structure to all of our lives where we say, okay, we we we've got this projection here. This is going to be a big push. So let's schedule this period afterward to recharge and fill ourselves back up doing whatever we've identified that looks like for us each individually. Right? I think me and Blake are more schedule oriented than you or structure oriented. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I don't think that part is hard for us. Well, that's another aspect that I'm, totally opposite of you is it for me it recharges me to be around people now i don't like to be up front and center and all eyes on me but being around like a crowd or or people i like i enjoy it i just like to sit around and listen and but it's not that i don't like crowds i just don't like to be the one entertaining and speaking to all the crowd but i like to be amongst them and around people and it recharges me if you were to say hey uh, you got two months. You've got to go be by yourself. I'll I'll come back so drained and frazzled. I'd just be like, no use. I'd get be around some people. I, I was just thinking that same thing um, as it pertains to this conversation. There's got to be people that are listening to this that are saying, Chad, what are you what are you talking about? Like, it doesn't f- it it doesn't fill you up to be able to go and be around people and share and and instruct and and all the things that I do. Well, it drains you, and it, that's it's it's this is so unique for each person, yeah. and um, 
and by no means do I ever want to sound like I'm like I'm I'm so thankful that I have the opportunity to do these things. But it's interesting too, I think, how I think Jesus calls us a lot of times to purposes within the body of Christ that are outside of what we're comfortable with, yeah. right? Out, he calls us to a purpose that he knows is going to significantly stretch our ability to rely upon ourselves and to stay full, right? Because inadvertently what that does, it makes total sense now that I think about it, why he does that. Cause it, it points you back to dependence on yeah. him constantly. And this something I'm struggling with right now. I have to learn this lesson over and over and over again in my life as I always will, when things get busy and things are growing and things are, I will always revert back to reliance on self. And it just, that's when I go like slap on to E. It don't take long after I revert back to that reliance on myself to hit the bottom of the freaking tank, man. To where I'm just like, I can't do anything. So, <laughs> had to learn that lesson over and over again in life, man. Well, I it's think crazy. with me, that's why I don't like calling it full when you talk about getting around other people and it draining you. Because, like, in a way, that does fill me up. It's, like, fulfilling, you know, if you, if you can be around those people. But the way to put it is my energy levels are drained from that. Yeah, you know, it's like I am fulfilled by it, but if I'm a battery, I need to be a hundred percent when I go into that situation because I'm gonna be low coming out of it. You know what I mean? Delayed like, fulfillment. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it. It. I think it's two different things. It drains me mentally and my capacity to yeah do anything, but it somewhere. I mean, deep down, I I appreciate the purpose of it. It fills your soul, but drains your body. Uh, yeah, that's probably a better way to put it. Yeah. Well, takeaways from this conversation. Identify. I think take some time. That was a great question Blake asked right off the bat. What is it that fills you up? Whether it's things that you can do for yourself, if that's the way you tick, or things that other people can do for you, right? And I think pass that along to your team members and have that identified in your head. What fills you up? And um, uh, I think, too, for me, the second takeaway is looking at your future schedule and saying, okay, this is going to be a tough block here. I need to have a plan after this to go and do something that is going to recharge me immediately following this hard push. Uh that way, you know, you're you're back on your feet and ready to rock and roll after you're done. I would say three, for me personally, I'm taking a lot of takeaways away from this conversation. Uh, this, this podcast is kind of a therapy session for me. I think three is knowing and being okay with when something comes up that... Uh, that I don't feel like I can deliver the maximum quality 
uh, the maximum of myself, being okay with saying, oh, man, we, we got to say no to that one. We got to say no to that. That's hard for me to do, dude. That's really hard for me to do. And in our business, that is, I mean, essentially that has to be a spirit-led decision because you can't make, I mean, you can let your feelings play a little bit on it, but it would be easy to let them play too much, you know, and say, I'm pretty pretty drained here, but it could be at just the grand, the most grand opportunity you have and you say, I'm not quite full enough. And there's all, I mean, is there something you can do before, you know, you know what I mean? Like it would be easy to get caught up in, basing that decision off how you feel. And in a sense, you need to, but there is also another aspect to it. That's right. Because the devil, who is a real enemy, could play off of that very, very easy. You're right. Yeah, you have to be able to make a truly honest assessment. Yeah. And I think you have to seek God, like you said, spiritually spiritually led through the the process of that decision. I think it's a real possibility that you could get back from something, be exhausted, and something else comes up, and you'd be like, no, man, I'm too tired, don't want to do it. And But the answer is you should go do it. That's a possibility. I think that is a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I'd, like you said, it, it definitely plays a role. If you're beat down, drained, exhausted, to like, hey, maybe we shouldn't go, but sometimes you still maybe should, just yeah. depending on. Because you can get strength from other areas yeah. than just recharging yourself. You know, when Jesus went to talk to the Father, he wasn't recharging himself because he was out there on his own away from everybody. He was recharging himself because he connected with God. And so there is supernatural strength that you can draw when there's a supernatural reason that you're there doing something, you know? Mm -hmm. But I'm not saying it's not okay to say no. It's okay to say no, but you need to seek higher counsel on that decision than just say, I don't really feel a real fool. I'm not going to say no It's to probably that. not okay to say yes or no on your own accord. Yeah, that's it. That's a good point. That That is. That's a really good point. And I can think of events that we've done in the, in the, here in our, the very recent time frame where I should have, cons- I should have really, seek God in prayer for the answer either yes or no because I was in the middle mm-hmm. on some of the things we've done recently. But my default is always yes. Yeah. There we go, back to the reliance on myself, mm-hmm. which is why that leaves why why it always ends me up with an empty tank. So I think that's key, man. I think that's key. Well, maybe on the next podcast we'll talk about what being whole and healthy means um i'm pretty good on the health end but we'll i feel like i am anyways but and then the wholeness i think is what we try to achieve through 307 project so maybe we'll hit that on the next podcast thank you guys for tuning in hope you enjoyed it uh yeah we'll talk soon enough said